Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Sean T. Welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, we are talking about how to enhance relationships. I mean, enhancing a relationship with yourself and why alone time is really important, all the way to how you can enhance the relationship with your family, your team, and your spouse. So get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say, hey, yeah. no, no, no. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So the first thing that I did to improve my life, improve my day, was one night I was talking to Scott and I said, listen, I'm going to get out of bed early tomorrow. Don't think it's because I'm mad at you or think that I had a bad night's sleep. I just realized that I haven't been given I just realized that I haven't been giving myself enough time. And when I say time, I haven't been giving myself enough personal time. Having kids that are toddlers and three years old and they are able to wake up and come in your room first thing in the morning, it just starts my day off in a really odd way. Now, I'm not saying that I don't love my kids and I and I don't love the fact that they hug and jump and just get in a bed and, you know, just give us a tremendous amount of joy in the morning. But what I've realized is that because I don't start my day off giving myself time, I realize that the day goes by and I don't give myself time at all. And the first thing that changed about my day was getting up 45 minutes early so that I can have my personal time. A little while ago, I actually put out a video on my morning routine where I would get up, I would have coffee, I would sit down, I would check my emails, I would check my DMs on social media. And that was really, really fun for me. But since I had kids, and especially, like I said, as they've gotten older, I stopped doing that. And so bringing that back into my life has been such a great joy. I wake up, I walk downstairs, I start with a big glass of water. And the reason why I start with a big glass of water is because it kicks my digestive system into action. I used to think that drinking coffee was a thing that made me go to the bathroom in the morning, but really drinking water kicks your digestive system into action. And it's 
it's actually the thing that gives me the most energy in the morning. So I want you to think about that. The first thing you should have is water. And full disclosure, my friend Melissa McAllister is the first person that I heard say that. And she says, start with water. And once she told me to do that, this is a couple of years ago, I actually started integrating that into my routine. But then, like I said, kids got older, started giving myself less time. I fell out of my routine. So that's been just a really great addition to my day that I've been able to commit to and I've stuck with it. And I urge each and every one of you to try it. A big glass of water, even bigger than an eight ounce. I would say eight to 12, I would say 10 to 12 ounces, maybe 16 ounces of water. Just get that in your body. For those of you who love coffee, this will be a game changer to you. I actually like cold water because it actually wakes me up a little bit more. It will actually give you that first kickstart of energy that you think that only coffee can give you. But then I have my water and don't get it twisted. I definitely drink my coffee. So Scott and I were having a conversation and he was like, well, why do you drink coffee every day? I actually don't know if coffee necessarily gives me that caffeine kick that a lot of people say. I do know that the coffee that I drink now does have really good properties in it, really good ingredients. I love strong coffee. But more than that, I had to explain to Scott that I drink coffee because it's just kind of like a ritual. It's just a part of my day. I sit down, I turn on HLN, watch my friend Melissa Knowles when she comes give us when she comes on to give us the hot topics. And that is the first point in my day where I just feel relaxed. I have my coffee. I'm not thinking about anything. And it's literally just five minutes that I get to really sit down and, and watch HLN and watch Morning Express. And after five minutes, I feel from Drinking that water, drinking a coffee, seeing a smiling face that I love seeing on television. I actually feel like I've really had my quote unquote pre-workout to my day. And then after I do that, I jump on social media. I feel really bright and energized and I answer some DMs. I communicate with a lot of you who are on the East Coast or those of you who are closer to the West Coast like me. And we get up early and it is truly a really inspirational part of my day and I feel so great about doing it. A little fun fact for you, I used to get up years ago, this is in 2008, I used to get up at 5.30 in the morning. This is when I lived alone, I wasn't in a relationship and that's when I would be and have my super creative moments. For those of you who don't know, I actually created the very first insanity workout that I've ever that I ever created at 5:30 in the morning. I woke up, I had my note cards, and I created what you all know to be cardio power and resistance. And for me, it's the most creative part of my day. Now, having kids and having a family now, I actually use that time instead of trying to be creative, I use it as a time to connect with myself. I use it as alone time and I use it as time to connect with all of you out there. So if you don't follow me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, please do, because that's when I love to communicate with you in the morning. I'm in a really bright, energetic mode. Now, according to an article in Forbes, there are seven science backed reasons you should spend more time alone by Amy Moran. So this I found to be very interesting 
after I read it. And I was like, I need to incorporate these in my day and think about these things as I incorporate them into my day. So check this out. Alone time increases empathy. Spending time alone helps you develop more compassion for people who may not fit into your inner circle. You know how I always talk about you know, you are the average of the five closest people to you, which I've read in the book called The Slight Edge. Um, you giving yourself energy really allows you to, you know, be the nucleus of your existence, the sun to your solar system. Like I've said before, like you are that energy and that bright star for a lot of people. And spending time alone increases your empathy. And for someone like me, who I spend a lot of time connecting with people, especially my team, I I love being able to enhance my empathy. I just think it's really great. So that's number one. Number two, solitude increases productivity. Studies show that being surrounded by, uh, sorry, studies show being surrounded by people kills productivity. You hear that? Now, there's some things I might say later on in the episode where you're, you're going to say, well, you said being surrounded by people kills productivity. But I'm specifically talking about having alone time. If you give yourself alone time, you perform better when you have a little more privacy. So think about having your time alone as building the fuel for when you are around people. That way you can be more productive around people because you filled up your own personal alone time tank. Number three, solitude sparks creativity. This is what I was saying about when I created insanity in that first workout and I used to get up early in the morning. That's when I felt and I still feel the most creative. The article says that being alone with your thoughts gives your brain a chance to wander, which can help you become more creative. And I'm not sure if you listened to the episode I did a while ago, but our brains wander about 50% of the time, even if we're at in line at the bank or if we're grocery shopping and we know we want to pick up the gluten-free macaroni, our mind is still wandering. So I thought that was really cool for you to understand that your mind wandering is actually your mind being creative. I just think that's really dope. The next thing, number four, being alone can help you build mental strength. These are things that I read about and I get happy when I read about them, knowing that I was struggling for a long time for the last few months mentally and physically. And all of you know, I have on my arm, conquer your mind, transform your life. There are my tattoos. And so it says studies show that the ability to tolerate alone time has been linked to increased happiness, better life satisfaction and improved stress management. People who enjoy alone time experience less depression. Now, that's what the article says. If you're someone out there who is experiencing depression, definitely go see your doctor. Hopefully you have a therapist. Those are things that have helped me in the past. And for those of you who don't know, in my younger 20s, I was actually on depression medication, uh, a medication called Zoloft. So I'm right there with you. But just know that spending time alone and letting your mind be creative can actually help with this just a little bit, but make sure you check with your doctor. Number five, solitude may reduce behavior problems in kids. Now, I wanted to tell you all that because I know a lot of you out there also have kids. And it's so interesting. Just yesterday, we put up our Christmas tree and the boys were together. You know, they fight, they hug, they laugh, they play. But then they sit down to eat together 
And then Sander is always the first person to say, Papa, Dada, I'm done eating. And he gets up from the table and he goes somewhere in the living room and he sits alone. And before we kind of felt a little sad. We're like, why does he want to be by himself? And then I read this and I and it says research shows kids who learn by themselves are better behaved than other children. Be a good role model and teach solitary skills early. And it just made me elated that we didn't say, hey, come back to the table or we don't constantly say, what's wrong, Sander? We kind of just watch him, not realizing that him leaving the table and Silas and he both having their individual alone time while they're learning on their iPads is a really great thing. So that's that was really cool. Number six, being alone gives you an opportunity to plan your life. How many of you out there feel like right now, especially while we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic, your mind is wandering, you're being creative, but you feel like you can't zone in and actively plan your life because you're worried about so many things on the outside or you're constantly on a meeting on Zoom or you're working from home and you're constantly on a phone call or texting someone. This is so good because if you take active approaches to have alone time, kind of like you take that active approach to have your workout time, you can actually take time to plan your life. And it says spending time alone can give you a chance to ensure there's a purpose to all of your hustling and bustling. And I know a lot of y'all out there say, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler. Everybody's hustling. But this is great because you get to plan your life. Quiet space provides an opportunity for you to think about your goals, your progress and changes and the changes that you want to make in your life. Don't be afraid to spend time alone and give that time to yourself to plan your life. And the the seventh thing, which I love, I think one of the things the best is solitude helps you know yourself. When you're by yourself, you can make choices without outside influences, and that will help you develop more insight into who you are as a person. I'm going to give you guys a little secret about me. And some people can some people may snub their nose at this, but after reading this article, It made me accept this thing about myself a little more. It made me feel less mean, if you will. So one of the things that I've always struggled with in school, younger school, grade school and college, I've struggled with group projects and I've I never knew why I would always kind of take the lead in a group project. I actively made myself a team player because I know that the end goal is always great. But if someone says you have to have a group project, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I, you know, especially if I don't know the people or if I know that someone is a little bit much in a group, I'm like, oh, goodness. But anyway, uh, the reason why I realize I love kind of working alone is because I think that I'm easily influenced by outside opinions and not in a negative way. I just have so much respect for when people bring an idea to a project that I may forget about the idea or I may not, quote unquote, fight hard enough to keep the idea that I had in place. And so I think I'm easily influenced by something that someone else wants to do because I want them to feel successful. So 
you know, I, I think I have to find a little balance there. Anyway, if you guys want to read that article, the link is in the show notes. It's a really cool article. It made me feel really good. The second thing that I do in my day is spend time with my family. Now that I've been able to produce alone time, solitary time for myself, I go upstairs one minute before I know our boys get out of bed. I hop back into bed like I've never been out of bed. And literally within 20 seconds, they're opening our door and they're walking in our room and I feel really great. And the reason why I feel great is because now that I have given myself enough time, I feel like I can give to my family. And so for those of you who feel guilty for giving yourself alone time, just think about that. If you're able to fill your cup, if you're able to fill your cup, even if you don't have kids, even if you just have, even if you just live with your spouse It's okay for you all to be in different corners of the house or the apartment or one person takes a walk because when you have that time to yourself, anything that's percolating inside of you, even if it's negative energy, you can release before you interact with those people or that person. How many times have you heard people say, I'm not a morning person? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't necessarily think that it's not... I don't necessarily think that you're not a morning person. I just think that you should probably sit in your own energy, maneuver your way through it, get out of the maze if you feel negative, and then by the time you interact with that person, if they haven't done anything bad to you, you're in a space where you've given yourself enough time, you work through your own issues, you utilize some of those things that we just talked about, and now you feel really good. So that's why I love... You know, having time alone and then I can enjoy spending time with my family a little bit more. According to an article on Tri-State Livestock, you should spend time with your family to manage stress. Think about this again. If you spend time alone, now you have time with your family and you can manage stress. The article says... When you spend time with your family, you build a support system. Some people might say, well, you know, obviously you have a husband, but you only have, you know, three-year-old kids. How do they aid in your support system? Well, we teach our kids love. We teach them compassion. We learn with them. We read with them. And by them reacting positively to the messages and lessons that we teach them, that actually aids in the support of me. It shows me that I'm being a good parent. It shows Scott that he's being a good parent. Even though we parent together, we have two different parenting styles. And even in the morning, Scott and I get to connect, you know, in front of our kids. Our kids see that Papa and Dad, I love each other. And it's a proven fact. They see us hug, give each other random moments of affection around the house and we see them do it and we always look at each other and we're like oh my gosh that's like the best when they just give each other a hug and say I love you brother it shows us that we're on the right track 
and that time that we do spend together in the morning is really working. Uh, so the article says, you know, build a support system. Take the time to build relationships with all of your family members. This takes a concerted effort by each person. Focus on communicating, working together, supporting each other, celebrating accomplishments, and most importantly, spending time together. Then each family member recognizes that there is always a group of family members to support them. Being a new dad, I'm going to make put an asterisk by that paragraph because not only do we want them to feel supported, but we want to actually take active approaches to spending individual time with our kids because they are twins and they're always together and we're always together. So the next step for us is to try and say, okay, I'm just going to go on a walk with Silas today, right? And Scott and Sander can go for a drive in a car. So family time doesn't always have to be everybody together. You can split it up so that you can build those interpersonal relationships to let the kids know and, you know, to let yourself know that you are building a great relationship with another family member. That's great. So the next thing that I do in my day, I've had my alone time. Hopefully you are doing the same thing. Had time with my family. If you live alone, then you can have extended alone time. And I know a lot of people are suffering with that right now. But if you don't want to have that alone time for an extended period of time, you can do a morning FaceTime or a morning Zoom with a friend or a family member just so you can kind of get that connection and build a relationship. So I wanted to say that first. The next thing that I do is team time. All of you know and love Team Shantee. And a few days a week, we get together and we have a team meeting. Before I read some things that I learned about why you should have team meetings, for me, the best thing is I get to connect with them. I get to know where they are in their lives. Our team is really close, so we are also very personal with each other. I like to make sure that they know that I care about them. I love when they ask how I'm doing beyond the business. If you have a small business or a small company like ours, you can't help but to some, in some way get really you know, personalized with your team members. It's really important. So I love that. So I, that's why I do it. Team meetings are really fun for me for a few different reasons. One, I get to connect with them. I get to hear their voice. You know, in some way, we get to know where they are in their lives, and it's really fun. According to an article on Kanban Zone, that's a really hard name to say, uh, there are seven reasons why effective team meetings are important. And this article was written by Lena Boisier. So it builds stronger relationships, it establishes alignment. And I think that's really important because earlier on, as my team started to grow, a lot of people were kind of overlapping in their jobs. And I feel since we've been doing the team meetings and we started to grow together, now you see people having specific jobs and they, they're streamlined into what it is that they want to do. And they're really connected to that. And it helps me know what everyone's working on. And then, you know, who can support each other. So I love that. It establishes the alignment. Also, it helps make better and faster decisions. I was doing a masterclass on, I don't know if you guys are familiar with masterclass.com, but I was doing a, a masterclass with Anna Winter. 
And one of the things that she said in that masterclass that was so incredible and it's helped me a lot is that if she doesn't like an idea as, you know, I, I use the word boss, but I, a team leader, if she doesn't like an idea, she tells a team member right away. She's not going to say, uh, she's not going to beat around the bush because she believes that efficiency is the best way. And she also says that the more you connect with your team on a daily basis, no one's going to get their feelings hurt because they've been in this process with you for a while and you know the step-by-step process. So it's not just that they're bringing you this idea, they've worked on it for weeks, and you're just saying no. So I just thought that was really great. It helps you make better and faster decisions. It promotes inclusion, which I think is really important for every team because not all the time not all team members are going to get along or not everyone connects in the same way. So it promotes inclusion and having team meetings also helps people realize where they align in their personalities because personalities are really important. It facilitates creative thinking and innovation. I think this is one of the biggest uh, superpowers that Team Sean T has. Everyone on the team is creative in their own way and everyone loves to be innovative. And I personally don't believe it brings any negative things to the team. I think it really enhances us. If I think that for me as a, like looking at the team and looking at myself, it balances me out because I have an idea, a different idea every day. And Scott and Alex are the ones that are really like, "Mm, let's not do that. Let's focus on here. So that goes back to faster decision making and, uh, facilitating that creative thinking and it reigns my creative thinking in. Uh, the, the next to last thing is a me- it's a medium for feedback and continuous improvement. And we have our meetings and when we do have our meetings, we're able to say, you know, whether it's a financial goal or how many people, you know, were invested in this, this program or this course or this group, it's, it's really able to help us kind of improve upon it because we talk about it all the time. So we see where we fall short and then we make those changes where we see where we can increase. Now, I know I'm talking about my team, but I hope you're realizing not only if you are a team leader, but if you are a member of a team, how you can bring some of these strengths to your team so that people know, you know, where you stand and they also will see that you want to improve the team and you're a team player. The last thing about uh, having time with your team, whoever that may be, it improves employee engagement. Not every personality is outgoing and boisterous. And this, whether I'm talking about a team or just talking about you as an individual person, not everybody's outgoing and boisterous and, you know, crazy like me. Scott is the exact opposite sometimes. Don't get it twisted. But in a, in a meeting aspect, he's like very zoned in. He's more serious. So, you know, it just improves the engagement for people who are more quiet. It gives them a voice. If you're a person that's quiet, it gives you a voice. Take the opportunity to speak up. The next thing that I do, and I don't really have any scientific research to back this, but once I have my team meeting, I go into a development zone, which also heads right into the next thing, which is my creative zone. I have spent time alone. I've spent time with my family. I know the direction of where my team is, where they want me to go, what's motivating them. Now I have released so much stress 
during my day and the first part of my day. And mind you, I just started getting back into this about for the last three weeks because I've been so stressed with my body and my recovery. So I'm really been implementing a lot of these things just recently. And so being able to develop and be creative right after I have connected with myself, my family and my team, it really creates an everyday blank canvas, if you will. Now I have so much less stress just communicating with that many people in those types of relationships and those type of environments. It just releases so much stress and improves your ability to communicate, which improves your ability to communicate and be creative with yourself. And you all know that I'm developing a new program with Beachbody called Let's Get Up. And I am so excited and thrilled, but I still have a really tough time creating new choreography. Now, because I take these necessary steps to start my day off in a really great way, when I hit a block in my development, it doesn't feel as heavy because I'm just like, okay, I feel freer because I don't have that stress coming in to my development and creative space. The next thing I do is take a nap. Yes, I do. I take a nap, I would say four times a week. I kind of sneak off. Everyone's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to take a shower, but I'm really going to put my head down. Um, as you all know, naps boost your energy. For some reason, I never sleep longer than 20 minutes. And most of the time I sleep in my nap for 10 minutes and I feel like I woke up and I had that that second glass of water or that second uh, that second cup of coffee. So an article on Active Beat, it's called 10 Dreamy Benefits of Power Naps by Lauren McDonald. Uh, she talks about how it boosts your energy. Uh, she also talks about, I'm going to go to it so I can like, I can help you understand a little bit more. Uh, it boosts your energy. The next thing it does, and these are, these are just the two most important things for me, it boosts your energy and increases your creativity. I'm not going to go through the whole article, but the links are in the show notes. But those things are really important for me to have an energy boost in the second part of the day and keep my creativity high. At two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm always on a low. Not in a negative low, but my brain starts to become fatigued. I was even talking to Chip about this the other day because he always has energy, energy, energy. And he said, you know, in the afternoon is when my brain, you know, the fog starts to come in. So, I, you know, I tried to tell him to take a nap, but I haven't gotten him there yet. But it boosts your energy and boosts cre creativity. But go take a look at that article because I think it'll help those of you who are out there who don't take naps. It might help you take naps. And so this is about 12 years ago. I was in Japan. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And they had some really awesome stuff that they were doing in Japan at the time. This is so random, but they had FaceTime back then. You know, FaceTime came out whatever year for us, and I was like, Japan was way ahead of the game. But one of the things that they had, and this was about 12 years ago, they had pods. They had nap pods throughout the city. It was like little hotels, but you go in. I, I think they even you could even just put a card in, and there's just kind of like a little box it's dark, you go in and you take your nap and you leave. And companies really push for you to do that because they realize that people in the afternoon, they start to, you know, their, their brain fog and brain fatigue kicks in and they really allow their employees to go take naps. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. So now that I have my own business, I take my own nap and I want to promote all of my team to take a nap. So the next thing I do is work out and play tennis. I work out and play tennis in addition to my development for my new program. And the reason why is because developing something for Beachbody is work. And we all know that work is not necessarily working out. Just like I've told people many years in a group exercise industry, when you go to teach a group exercise class, it's not about you as an instructor. You should be in there to help other people change their life, to help other people get the results and go after the goals that they want. And so I do the same thing when I'm developing a program. I don't use this for my body, so later I go play tennis or I'll go work out, or I'll do some push-ups. I'm not gonna neglect the fact or negate the fact that I'm not getting body enhancements by creating my program, but I really think it's important for me to go work out for myself, and when I'm developing my program, I'm doing it for the betterment of you, to know what it is that's gonna help you out there get the results you want if you do that program. After I play tennis and I finish work, We have more family time, which we all know the benefits of. And the last thing that I do every single day is have time with Scott. We either go in a hot tub and just talk. We either sit down and watch Wendy Williams. I know it's mindless TV, but she's so funny. Or, you know, we'll watch sports. We love sports. We'll just turn on YouTube and let it have its automatic play of the next video of some soccer game or track and field or whatever it is that we're we're watching. Now, this is the last thing I'll read you. It's pretty lengthy, but for those of you out there who are in a relationship and you're not spending time with your spouse, I think it's really important that you try to do that. Before I say that, I do want to let you know that Scott and I have a uh, course called Relationship Thrivation. It's a really fun course just for you and your spouse to kind of go through together to either reconnect or enhance your connection. We decided we wanted to do it a couple years ago after we had kids because the first three months we were just constantly looking down at the baby and we realized the babies, twins, and we realized that we weren't looking at each other enough. And that was so different than before we had kids. So if you and your spouse want to do something fun, Just go check out Relationship Thrivation. It's really, really fun and really great. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so 
more about spouse time. According to an article on Psychology Today called Time Together and Time Apart, and it's by last name Pascal and Lou Primavera, who's a PhD, I'm going to read this for you. The amount of time together matters, of course, but it's more about how that time is used. For joint activities to be beneficial, they have to meet a few criteria. First, they have to lead partners to interact with each other in a positive way. Even simple chores such as grocery shopping or gardening can add to a relationship if partners are engaged while they're doing it. So it's not just saying do something together. Me and Scott grocery shopping, that would never work. Me and Scott doing chores together, that would never work because I don't do grocery shopping and I don't do chores and Scott We've, we've talked through, I don't like, I do some chores like on a Sunday when it's my day to watch the kids. I'll do the chores because when he comes home, I want, or that's Saturday, on Saturday, on Saturday, I'll do the chores. I'll clean the house because it's Scott's day off of dad life and it's my day to take care of the kids all day. So I do clean the house and make sure that everything is put in its place before he gets home because the worst thing is for him to come back from a day of rest and walk into, you know, a tornado. But most of the time I have to say that my amazing husband handles the chores. But I handle all the creative stuff around the house though. But anyway, the reason why I say that is Scott and I won't we don't do really well connecting during chores, but we do love playing sports together. That's something that we actively love doing together. We love, like I said, getting in a hot tub because that's a time there are no kids, there is no TV. There's no parents who live next door. It's really just us just chatting and talking. You don't really have your phone in the hot tub, right? You might have it out there for our monitors for the baby, but we really get a chance to just talk. And, you know, you have a little kiss here and there. It's like an intimate time. So if you're doing something with your spouse, make sure you do something that's fun. Another little thing that I give you that we Another little thing that we give you in relationship privation is if you're going out on date night, you don't necessarily have to go out. We've created picnics in our bedroom. We've gotten popcorn. We have movie night in the bed or we have movie night out on the porch. Like it doesn't have to, which watching our iPad, it doesn't have to be these grandiose things that you do with your partner. It just has to be things that you guys can enjoy together. Um, the next thing it says, secondly, joint activities have to be enjoyable to both partners, which I just said. Most couples have at least one or two similar things in interest. So they should be able to come up with a few things that they can do together. If they don't have things that they both enjoy or can't find something new, they can take turns participating in each other's favorite activities. But keep in mind that fairness and balance are essential. And the last thing is commitment is also important. If we agree to participate in our partner's activity, we have to do it willingly and give the impression that we're interested. Not necessarily to be fake, but one of the things that you can do when you spend time with your partner for instance, Scott loves RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't love watching the whole show. I love when they come out for the lip sync battle at the end, but I'll watch it on days and I'm and I don't say I don't want to watch this. I pick out the things that I really enjoy about the show and then I'll I've gone to follow some of the drag queens that he likes on social media. I love Shangela. I love Plastic Tierra. And even though I'm not a fan of the full show, 
it really helps them understand like there's something that I'm interested in. So you don't have to be interested in everything that your spouse does or even the thing that they do that day, but there's something interesting about it in its individual form that I think that you can show your spouse and say, hey, I want to at least understand why you like it and be able to enjoy it with you. So that's how I end my day. And there are things that I've been doing to really help my day, really help me improve on my personal relationship, meaning my relationship with myself, my relationship with my family, my relationship with my team, my relationship with the programs and and products that I'm developing for Beachbody. And last but not least, the relationship that I have with my spouse. I really hope that you all got a lot out of this episode today. I found a lot of those articles very interesting. So when you wake up tomorrow and you have your cup of water or cup of coffee, uh, click on one of these links and try it out. And also, if you and your spouse just want to have a little boost in your relationship, check out our relationship thrivation. It's super fun, super engaging. Thank you so much for joining Trust and Believe today. I love you for listening or I love you for watching and keep up the good work and trusting and believing in yourself. And please leave a review. I love reading your reviews. They're so fun. I love just seeing the impact that the vulnerability that I have in my life or the things that I'm learning right along with you with my guests. I love reading that they're helping you out as well. And always trust and believe in who you are.